Hey everyone, it's Mike. Just want to give you a quick spoiler warning for the finale episode of Loki. So if you have not seen the end of season two, stop right here and come back later after you've already seen it. Or if you've already seen it or you don't care about spoilers, go right ahead. Hello everyone and welcome back to the MNN Marvel Mania podcast. My name is Mike. My name is Nick. All righty. All right, Nick. So for those of us who have followed us for quite some time, this is a special one. Uh, two years ago, back in June of 21, when me and Nick were just we novices to this mm-hmm. whole Marvel thing, mm-hmm. at least to the Marvel podcasting thing, our first Disney Plus review was the finale episode of Loki season one. And what I didn't realize was that two years later, I was going to be reviewing that same episode with a different twist. Because we are basically in season one, episode six of Loki for a good significant chunk of time here. This Loki season two finale was wild. It was it was a banger, Mike. It was a banger. Uh... It was a banger of all bangers, man. Best hands down best Marvel Disney Plus TV show. I now mean... we're gonna save for the end because obviously me and you we had we were texting back and forth some discussion earlier where mm-hmm. it ranks in the echelon of great Marvel shows overall. We'll yes. get to that at the end of this because obviously there's a lot of discussion being had right now. I think the consensus is this is clearly the best Disney Plus show. Yes. I don't, I don't, even, think that, I don't even think that's an argument at this rate. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, uh, last night was one of the most satisfying nights as a Marvel fan I've had since Endgame. I got chills, man. I got, was, I, I got chills. You know, Nick, take me through what what this episode was doing for you. Um, you got you got to this episode late. You weren't you weren't with the crowd last night. You, you wasn't with the crowd, that. but I watched it. Literally, I watched it like thirty minutes ago. But I have all the information I need. Um, I've watched it twice, so you're you're good. I know you. I mean, I gave it theories yesterday before it even happened. Nick turned out to be right on a theory. I, I, I mean, to be right. Nick was right on a theory. We'll get to that when we come to it. But you, so you enjoyed this thoroughly. I enjoyed this thoroughly. It was, I once I saw the time on it, I was like, oh, we're getting we're getting good stuff for your fifty eight minutes. So yeah. I was like, let's go. Uh huh. It was so. a long episode. And yeah. I have to tell you, it, it went, I'm not going to say it went quickly. I felt the length, but not in a bad way. No, not in a bad way. I, I was like everything, every minute of that episode, just it kept getting better. Oh, my God. It, so let's take it from the top. Let's start at the top uh, because I have to say I have a pretty good grip on this episode, having now watched it twice. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Starts out where last week ended, but I actually want to point something out that I'm starting to realize with these Disney Plus shows. If you watch the recap, it spoils things for the episode that's coming. For the, for Loki? For the yeah, episode? If you watch the recap mm-hmm. that they give you before the episode, the mm-hmm. recap always hints at specific things that end up taking place in the episode. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden... In the f- recap, they flash back to the first episode of season one where Loki's talking to Mobius about the throne. And I'm just like, what does that have to do? And then later we go back to that moment. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, they literally tell you what to think about and what to remember before you even watch it. I mean, it's just it's just wild to go back to like the first season. The first season's like completely changed now. Yeah. Um and it kind of changes the way the multiverse works too. But my, that that's again later on here. So we get in. Loki's like, all right, time slipping. It's time to fix it. We see Victor Timely head to his doom again. Uh, and Loki's like, all right, so we just got to get him out there faster. Well, no, that doesn't work. Uh, and they, they, they keep sending poor Victor Timely to his death. One of them, I'm not sure if you saw that one where his face melts. Yeah. That one was pretty brutal. Oh, God. He died multiple times. He uh, he died more. I want to say he died more than, than Doctor Strange. <laughs> or close oh, to- against Dormammu? Yeah. I might have at this rate. Yeah. 
Might as So Loki originally shows up at the ending point of episode four, trying to get Victor Timely out there to fix the uh uh the loom, and it's like, nah, can't fucking do it. Okay. Fine. Doesn't work. So Loki's like, I gotta get here earlier. So he shows up earlier when Victor Timely is with Miss Minutes and Wenslayer. And still, not early enough, Timely gets no. fucking murdered. Thank you. <laughs> then he's like, I'm going to pop in here even earlier when OB and Timely meet. For the first time, yeah. And, he, he, and what I really loved about this episode was how Loki just knew everything that was happening around him before it even happened. It was like every, uh, I don't know, it was just, he, he, he must have went back thousands of times. Like, honestly, it's just... Well, I, I I contend that he did this probably tens of thousands of times. It, it, there, yeah, it had to have been. You know, because especially with what Kang says to him later on, you know, how many times have you gone through this? It's like that was that was that so well, that, that 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 scene is probably my highlight, honestly, mm-hmm. where, where where they're back in the finale of season one. But we're gonna get our way there. We're oh, not far yeah. off. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, continue. So oh my god, multiple. So. <laughs> Uh, after many, many attempts, after many dead Victor Timelys, many dead Victor Timely attempts, they finally do it. And that was the best part that basically those like first like 10 to 15 minute range was them just trying to do it trying, straight through. Trying. Yeah, which is good. That's great. I mean, that's that's the whole point of the episode. You know, that's the whole point of the show is to fix that. And the one thing that Victor Timely says is that. You can't scale something that's infinite. Well, that that so Timely gets out there. Mm. He fixes it. He fixes Everyone's it. like, we're saved. The loom is scaling. And then eventually OB is like, wait, no, it's it's going to shit again. And after getting all that knowledge, Loki went back in time for decades to learn from OB exactly what to do. And that's how that's how he knew how to fix everything. And right. Fortunately, it didn't work. It's but... centuries later. Yeah. Centuries later. Um, which I think was a joke. I'm not sure if we're meant to take that literally. I'm sure he did learn for se- there's no way he learned he, there was so much to learn. Right. So I I I I, uh, I have to imagine. But I mean Loki Loki has a new power and All out. right. Well so the key phrase that the cre- the key thing at the end of that scene where uh, Timely's like, oh, the, the 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 branches are duplicating at an infinite rate. You can't scale for infinite. And Loki realizes the loom is destined to fail. Mm-hmm. There's no way. There's no way they can save it. Yeah. And Sylvie opens her fucking stupid mouth. But she says something important. It's almost as though none of this would have happened if he who remains wasn't killed. And mm-hmm. then that is when the plot of this one kicks up another notch. It's like, oh, we got to go back, back. So all of a sudden, Loki's like, I'm going back, back. And we flash into the moment where Sylvie's about to go down on He Who Remains. Well, that sounded wrong. <laughs> um, that sounded so wrong. I was like, wait, he was about to kill He Who Remains. <laughs> I don't want to give anybody the idea that there was another thing going on. I did not get an alternate cut of this. I thought I downloaded the wrong Loki. Yeah. <laughs> This ain't this ain't the version of Loki they told me about. Oh boy, yeah, not really, not really Disney friendly. No. But Loki, Loki intervenes and he starts giving his speech like he did in uh, the finale of Loki season one, where yeah. he's like, "I've been where you are," and then you see the moment where he time slips in from yeah. the TVA, and it changes, and he's like, "No, nope, no, nope, you don't want this," and he starts trying to fight Sylvie, mm-hmm. and every time Sylvie beats him. Is it every time? There was a couple of times where, okay, so there were a couple of times where she just beats him. Mm-hmm. And then there were a couple of times, and this is where the phrase keeps coming in. He would stop her, and then she keeps she would say something to the effect of, if if you don't want this to happen, you'll have to kill me. Yeah, cons- yeah and then they're like, oh, I'm going to have to kill her. And, you know, he's running out of options. Kind so of deal. that happens like four or five times. And one of the funniest things in that scene was, and actually kind of like, it's funny again, because this was like a theme throughout the episode. In the first part where he keeps sending Victor Timely out to get fucking annihilated. Yeah. Um, He keeps saying, we got to do it faster this time. Mobius, this time. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Mobius is like, this time. 
it's like it it reminds me of the episode of Agents of Shield in uh in the last season where yes. that time time uh loop. Right. Like that whole thing. It was just that, that's what it reminded me of. Where the only way that Daisy was able to break the loop was by well, the only way the loop was broken was by Enoch sacrificing himself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. But in this case, it's not that somebody has to sacrifice themselves, it's that he has to kill Sylvie. Yeah. You know? So eventually he turns around and looks at Kang and he's like Dude, are you going to do something? You're just going to let her kill you? Like how and, many times then? gets crazy and then, here. And then, and then that was like the moment where he who remains is like, pause. <laughs> Take it easy. Pause. That's and then so that's when great. he says the line where you realize everything changes. Like, so how many times have you been doing this? And <laughs> that's the moment where I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Kang goes on to prove your theory correct, Nick. Tell them about your theory. So my theory was basically that Kang had the same abilities as Loki does, which is time slipping, because he was able to predict Sylvie's movements in the first season, you know, the the final uh, episode six of season one. He was able to predict every move that they made, no matter what. So it makes complete sense that he was a he's a time slipper. He knows how to pause time. He knows how to go back and forth in time. It makes perfect sense. And another part of it is that well, it wasn't part of my theory, but he I knew that Loki had the time slipping ability and we'll get to the other theory about him. But he gave Loki that ability to time slip. He wrote that story. It was all about him. He but, paved uh, that road. He paved the road. It was always him. He always paved the road. Oh, how's Victor time? That was so fucked up. I was like, because no, because he knows his variant. He knows. No, I know. But but you see him like, how's Victor timely? And I'm like, dude, that's you. You're mocking yourself. But he could do that. It's okay. I know. Because he's the villain. But that was one of my theories. I said, I texted to Mike yesterday i was like i was like kang is a time slipper same as loki and kang gave him that ability that's why it makes so much sense that he predicted those movements in the season finale of season one so i was like oh my god i got that right yeah. i couldn't believe it and then you see and because that's the moment where kang had paused or kang, he who remains because it he really is he who remains. i'm sorry i'm so used to saying kang i know well, look it is kang it's the same actor, so it's easy mm-hmm. to just slip into that. But he who remains, really, this one is really he who remains. Right, right, right. right. Um, and he who remains makes the revelation to Loki that he can pause time mm-hmm. as well. But when he pauses the time, he's like, "Oh, then Sylvie, she's kind of in the shot." So let's just and then and he, he just moves her out for a second. Moves her, he moves her out of the way. Um, and then he goes on to explain to Loki, you know, the loom is a failsafe. Mm-hmm. And the reason the loom is there is that when it overloads, even though the TVA is destroyed, the only thing that gets preserved is the sacred timeline. At the end of the day, that's that's mm-hmm. what, yeah. And, and that all, was, yeah. That's all he wanted. That's the only, that's, no, because then they'll have the multiversal war if that happens. Right. That, that's the whole point of it. That's why when Victor Time was like, you can't scale infinite, you just can't do it. Right. So. And then. Loki unveils his new ability, or one of them. He can pause time, too. He's like, and what makes you think this is the first time we've had this conversation? Which was amazing. And Loki really was in his bed. The writers were in their bag in this episode, dropping great lines. The uh, He who remains being like, oh, I... you know, with um, <laughs> the, Victor, the Victor timing line stuck in my head now, you idiot. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I just like how they, they get right to the point of it. Oh, this isn't the first time we've had this conversation. They get right into it. There's no back and forth. Like, it's just there. Like, some points they, they were like, okay, you know, you know, let it go, drag a little bit. But they're getting to the point where it's like, how many times are you going to repeat the same story? Right. Um, but it's just every moment of the episode, I just kept saying, like, like, it was one of two things. It was like, is Loki going to die? Is Sylvie going to die? You know, what was going to happen? Like, those are the only two that I believed that were going to die. Yeah. Um. Well, it got to the point in the episode where it became clear the choice was let he who remains die and deal with it in this way, or mm-hmm. he was going to have to kill Sylvie. 
And then when Kang, Kang, when he who remains says the loom is a failsafe, that's when Loki realizes he has another option. And yeah. the other option is destroy the loom itself. Right. And if you destroy that, the loom, yeah, then there's all the timeline. So it's not just going to be the sacred timelines. And that's when he who remains says, and that will cause a brutal multiversal war. Mm-hmm. By the way. Yeah. How weird was it hearing Jonathan Majors talk in that voice? In the timely voice? No, 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 like in his regular voice this time. Oh, I mean, it was fine. I, didn't bother. I, I could not wrap my head around the fact that that was like more his normal voice. Really? I've been hearing Victor Timely the entire episode and the entire season. No, the whole time it was fine. I just, he has such a different voice with Timely. So when, when he who remains opened his mouth, I'm just like. If it weren't true, I wouldn't have called. Yeah, well, no, those, those Kangs, he's got a different voice. The the post credit scene of Quantum Mania, where the, where he's got the weird one with the fucking big hat and, yeah. and the Pharaoh, and uh, who yeah. was the third one? Who was the third one in that scenario? Uh, I don't remember. I don't Pharaoh, Pharaoh, some blue guy, and yeah, the blue, the blue skinned one, right? Blue skinned, yeah, with it was like King, it looked like King Tut for a second. Kind of looks, uh, like, yeah, it's not a little bit. Um, but but yeah, so. So basically, he either has to kill Sylvie or make his make a new equation. Like he's like, "Oh, I that's the equation. That's that's what the equation that remains." So at that point, he's like, "What if I made my own? Then I'll just rewrite the equation." And that's what he basically did. And man, it was my it was it was so satisfying, Mike. So they take us then to two separate scenes, both of which are like. Very compelling. And in actuality, it's Loki's last time speaking with both Sylvie and Mobius. Mm-hmm. Um, so once he realizes he has the choice, multiversal war or kill Sylvie, uh, Loki goes back to the moment from the end of episode five where everything around him in OB's variance lab is disappearing. Yes. And he starts seeing B-15 disappear. He sees OB disappear. And... Right as Sylvie is about to start disappearing, he time slips in and he pauses time. Mm-hmm. And he explains to Sylvie, basically, what do I do? Do I kill you? And Sylvie says something that I thought was like, I, it actually kind of showed growth on her part. I got I to gotta say, mm-hmm. where she says, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to like give you the go ahead, mm-hmm. you know, but like, you know, if that's what you have to do, like kind of like an implied, like kind of like you could do it. Well, she's like, I'm not giving you my blessing, but right. But like, you know, you do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah. Which I thought like was kind of growth from the person who we see in this episode from the end of season one, who is just focused on revenge. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much longer you can focus on revenge when there's nothing left to get revenge on. Right. You know, I mean, that was the whole point. Like, there's there there's nothing left. You know, there. The whole point of He Who Remains was to get show mercy to the countless amount of lives that were going to be destroyed anyway. Right. So, I mean, listen, Loki figured out what he had to do, Mike. And so he's talking to Sylvie. He comes to that. And then we flash back to season one, episode one. Yeah. His first scene with Mobius. And you may or may not remember this. I don't remember it. When Mobius mentions in this scene that, you know, there were a hunter that couldn't kill the eight-year-old and somebody yeah. stepped in, did he mention that in the first episode? I don't know if he did. I think that was just something, because it was Renslayer that they were so, talking about. Yeah. Loki goes back, he hops in, and he's like, I remember this. You're looking to find out what makes a Loki tick and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. And, Mo- and he basically is like, I don't want the throne and everything like that. How do you... And then Mobius tells the story of like, you know, there was uh, hunters were dispatched, a variant that was going to kill uh, 5,000 people. Uh, and a hunter had a chance to take the shot and didn't. And his partner had to step in and prune it. Now, it, w- it was Renslayer that didn't take the shot, right? No, no, it was Mobius that didn't take the shot. It was Mobius that didn't take the shot, yeah. That's Mo- right. Mobius had the chance to kill the, the prune the eight-year-old and... Uh, Renslayer stepped in and I thought it was kind of telling and I think that story honestly is why Loki decides what he decides here 
Mm-hmm. Just think about it. He's sitting there talking, and he asks, what became of the person who killed the young kid? Mm-hmm. What happened to what happened to that person? And as soon as you find out that person is Renslayer, mm-hmm. I think that makes Loki realize like he doesn't want to be that. That if he were to kill Sylvie, he in essence would become that. Yeah. And then he says, he'll say it in a little bit, but one of my favorite lines, he's like, I know what kind of god I want to be. Right. Now and I don't know I don't know what kind of god exactly that it like a benevolent god? Is that what he means like by that? Or like I think okay. So the episode title is Glorious Purpose. Mm-hmm. And the even the the recap again, the first thing is from the first Avengers. I am Loki of Asgard and I'm burdened with glorious purpose. Right. The whole idea being and kind of leading up in the season and now being at the end, I kind of see where the road was being paved. Right. Um Loki figures out during the course of these two seasons that he doesn't want to rule in the way he thought he did. Right. But when he realizes, like, hey, I'm still a god, and he has the power to give freedom to billions, trillions, whatever illions of people in all these different timelines by destroying the loom. The god of freedom. In essence, he becomes kind of like i i'm not gonna say he's he is what he who remains was i mean he does sit in his throne Mm -hmm. but i think it's more like he's doing the opposite of what he who remains did he who remains one timeline he ran it clipped Mm -hmm. everything else loki's like let it grow and give everyone the chance yeah that was a pretty now that scene where after he talks to Mobius for the last time and he figures out what he wants. So now we get back to that point where Victor Timely is supposed to go into the, you know, and, and kill, you know, die again, basically. <laughs> um, you know, he doesn't even say goodbye. He already said his goodbyes, basically. Yeah, the, the conversations in the other realms were, were, were his conversations, his goodbyes. Yeah. So you got to the point where he's going down there and he's about to go into the temporal loom and pretty badass scene if i have to admit like he's just like strutting in there and then all of a sudden i see like wait is that green and then i'm starting to see like horns and i'm like like damn i'm like he's he's really becoming like loki loki i thought as he was doing that so he steps outside my first thought is jesus he's about to he's about to die saving everyone yeah um and as it was going on, I started to see his jacket was going away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to hit the button. and He's going to disappear. Mm-hmm. No, he's going to he's going to spaghetti, you know, <laughs> as me and you have been saying for the last yeah. six episodes. Um, And then the. The costume starts to form around him mm-hmm. and. He's got the horns, he's got the classic Loki look. And when I say classic Loki look, I mean that in both the comic sense and the show sense. Yes. He's dressed like classic Loki Richard E. Grant from season one. Except he's got more of a uh, more of a uh, end of time kind of vibe, like right. like time, he who remains kind of look. Exactly. Well, because like... that's the job he's t- he's that's the purpose he is undertaking that he is now yeah. burdened with. And that's where the other part of the theory came in, where I was like, he's going to be the one that takes the spot of he who remains like he's right. me- he's meant to be on that throne. And I think that was theorized a lot before. I, I feel like we've said some sort of thing where he may be like the person, like the throne that he said, I think your sister might've said it actually. You no, know, we've, we, we, it's been, it's been widely speculated, mm-hmm. but even the show has, has hinted at it. I mean, what better throne to be on than that throne? I mean, remember what Loki says in the first episode of season one. Mm-hmm. This is the ultimate power in the universe. Mm-hmm. But because he's changed, he doesn't see it that way anymore. No. Ultimate power in the universe to bend everything to your will. Mm-hmm. And yet he's using it in essence to give everyone greater freedom. Right. And that shows you how far he's come in that he could easily rule in the same manipulative way of a he who remains or hell even be worse no he yeah he could have no 
he became... And that's what Sylvie was thinking he was wanted. Remember, Sylvie was like, you just want the throne. Yeah, no, that's not what he wanted. No, he, he, he didn't want it anymore. He's he was no longer interested. He is the god of freedom. You know? The breaker of chains. You could, you could call Loki the god of freedom at this rate, yeah. I like it, god of freedom. Break, you know? Breaker of chains, breaker, breaker of branches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Loki gets out there, destroys the loom, and all the timelines die. Literally every single one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Loki, using his power, starts resurrecting these timelines. Yeah. And he makes, which is pretty cool, he makes a tree. He he walks giving tree. He walks, he, he has the power and he makes steps. He makes the steps like like go into the you know the sent the end of time and he makes a tree of all the branches and like it makes a literal tree. Mm-hmm. And that's what which was crazy because that's what the branches like branches, trees, you know, yada yada. It's pretty <laughs> good. It's pretty good, you know what I mean? Clever. It makes sense. But um but I thought that was really cool. He's at the center. He he is the one who remains now. Nick, that was beautifully said. Yes. Loki is now the one who remains. Mm-hmm. You couldn't I couldn't have said that much better than myself. Um and it cuts. And I thought the episode was over there. Truly, I thought it might have been That's over what there. I thought. Because it goes black for a few seconds. And then it just says after. You know, because they're not going to specify how time moves differently here in the TVA. I mean, how much there really is no time in the TVA, apparently. No. So all of a sudden it's B15 back in the TVA. She's like running shit now. She, I think she's now like Judge Renslayer in a way. Kind of. Obviously not the same person. Not the same person, but she's like the head. Right. And she's running everything and she goes to Mobius and Mobius. Drops a reference. Hey, everyone wants the universe to start connecting again. Hey, he references Quantum Mania. You referenced it. I saw that he's like, he's like, oh, any any news on our, any Kang variants out there or he who remains variants? And it's like, yeah, they had a problem on a on adjacent realm. Six one six adjacent realm. So we are six one six, right? We have to be saying okay. Well, no, that was that was multiverse of madness. Remember, I know, I I, I I I get confused. It's you know, just uh, sometimes I forget. Um. So six. So yeah. So six one six. So that. So that variant is dead. Then that variant is pretty much confirmed to be confirmed dead. Confirmed here by Mobius that they had some trouble with one in a six one six adjacent realm, but they took care of it. They. I being saw. I had to pause it quick because I wanted to look at the pictures. I couldn't see the other one, but I saw the one picture. It was like sideways of him, uh, with his helmet on, blasting. You know where he like has that like rage scene. Right. Like I saw that picture. The other one I couldn't really make out. Yeah, I tried. I tried to see it, but I I didn't see the first one either. So I good on you for pointing that out. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, I was like, oh, it's that one because I was wanting to make sure like they were talking about the same variant here. Right. Um. So. But hey, the references are back. The references are back, and now, now I feel like the T now the TVA is going to work. On stopping the other Kang variants, the other he yeah. who remains. Mm-hmm. So now, Mike, will this go in with my theory? This is my other theory. The, the the third part of the theory is that Loki, after sitting on, you know, at the end of time, he he is the one who remains. Will he be like the Watcher from What If? Will he create his multiversal team to defeat the Kangs? This Nick is going to be interesting. Because I know we still have a little bit more to talk about in the episode, but I like yeah. what you're talking here. Yeah. Is Loki going to go Nick Fury of the multiverse here? Yes. And start assembling a team to fight all the He Who Remains variants, all the Kang variants. And one of your parts of it was, is he the one that brings in Deadpool and well, Wolverine? And Fantastic Four. I mean, I know the and the Fantastic Four or Tobey Maguire Spider Man or is yeah. he the one? Because you know the rumors we heard last week. I know the one that goes and grabs an, uh, a Tony Stark variant. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's an excellent theory. 
mm-hmm. I think it's very likely, even if that isn't exactly what he does, mm-hmm. that Loki is going to be deeply involved in Kang Dynasty, probably to the point where he will be one of the top heroes in the entire movie. I'd have to I mean, listen, he has to stay. The thing is, he has to stay there, I'd have to imagine, though. He can't leave. That is also a question. Can Loki really leave? Considering he's not at the TVA, I'd imagine he can. Yeah. Because it's almost like he's holding all of time together. But can he assemble the team still? Well, I think think there's enough freedom for him to do that. I mean, listen, there's new branches every day. So now it's kind of just at that point. You know, you know, Loki is interesting because now who would have thought Loki was going to be the Nick Fury of the multiverse or the gatekeeper of the multiverse at any point? I, I, I look, I, we all heard the theories when I thought that Loki would take the throne. I thought it would be in like kind of the same way you're talking or that we uh-huh. all thought. Yeah, 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 this is just such a different take on it, but in a way that's so satisfying. Wait, wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, here we go. Nick had Nick has a thought. Nick has yeah, a thought. Talking okay. third person. Nick has a thought. Nick Why has a thought. thought. Okay. So make that a me. segment on here. Nick has a thought. Nick has a thought. Um, okay, this is gonna sound crazy. It's probably gonna sound stupid as hell, but it's Loki, so there's a lot of things with time that could be very confusing. So now that okay, I'll go I'll go I'll go with this. Make it Less confusing. So you know how in Endgame, where they explain time travel? So you know how they say your past doesn't affect your future? Right. So going in the past doesn't affect your future. Just like back like back to the future, you know, it works differently. The past does affect your future. Right. That kind of deal. In, in Marvel, it didn't. Nothing happened. Anything that happened in the past doesn't change your future. Not at all. Okay. For that reason, the only reason why that doesn't change is due to that sacred timeline nothing everything is supposed to play out doesn't matter how you change your past right you go so now i'm going to another movie it's a little confusing say you go to x-men days of future past where that movie when they change the stuff in the past it does affect their future right understand so now days of future fast is days of future fat Oh my god! Days of Future Past, right? Is playing Back to the Future rules, right? They're playing Back to the Future rules, but it would make sense for this for this scenario. Now, since the Sacred Timeline has been like this, where the past doesn't affect your future, Loki has made it possible for different branches to form, and those branches stand alone by themselves. Which now then, if if I'm theorizing, if it makes this sound better, now that the branches are separated, they have their own time to change that branch and make a new branch. Mm-hmm. So, and, and te- ugh, this is what I'm trying to say, basically, is the fact that now it makes sense where in Marvel, whatever happened, whatever you change in the past, can affect the future, and you could change that. Here's the okay. I see what you're saying. Here's the way. See, I yeah, you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe yeah. this is maybe maybe I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say here, and you'll actually say that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you probably probably. Here's the way I interpret the time travel rules. Because there is a multiverse now, where Loki is protecting it, and the branches grow, and all of that. Right. What happens in the past? doesn't change your future right because on the timeline the branch will grow and in the avengers case they go back to the sacred timeline and they leave behind whatever they changed right the tva and the world of the tva because it's outside time operates under back to the future rules right because it's it's outside of time it's not beholden to the same strictures as avengers endgame time travel logic so When you're dealing with time travel in the TVA, you're dealing with back to the future rules, and then you have the end game set of rules for if you're on the timeline. Right. So actually, when I look at it like that, it makes it a whole lot clearer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because when you put it, 
it just makes more sense to me when like I, after putting after what Loki after what the season has done, it makes a lot more sense with Endgame why it was always like that. Why the sacred timeline? Why nothing in the past affected their future? So they couldn't yeah. go back and kill Thanos for that purpose. That was the whole thing, which makes a lot more sense. Well, remember this. Endgame leads right into the beginning of season one. And mm-hmm. the whole idea being is that this is kind of already proven. As soon as Loki veers off the branch and he's not supposed to be doing that, he wasn't supposed to take the Tesseract or... or right. Anything. Once that happens, he gets snatched up. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is like the idea. Like, oh, well, there's all, there's something in place which prevents the growing of branch timelines. Now right. there's not. Right. And that that's basically the whole point is that a branch timeline is changing that person's future. Right. And by doing and by changing somebody's past, hence you change their future. Exactly. And the that's TVA, the TVA has gone from the people who are trying to keep something the same. Mm-hmm. Basically a multiversal crime fighting organization. Basically, yeah. You know? Yeah, no, no. Instead, instead of like trying to change the future, like what you just said, and right. make sure everything sticks to the, as they refer to in multiple terms, I know the dogma, you know, <laughs> as Mobius and Loki say, oh, the dogma of the TVA. The instead of that, you're now dealing with a situation where the TVA is basically the multiversal police. Yeah. But not in the same way. As they're picking up people for veering off the path, it's like, no, if somebody's going to try and destroy a bunch of timelines, we're going to kill them. Yeah, we're going to kill them. Yeah, because that's, yeah. Now, at this point, there are multiple timelines and there are multiple everythings, really. Right. Um, So that was basically my point. Sorry for going off on a tangent. No, no, no. It's cool because we're almost at the end of the episode anyway. Yeah. Had to fill Um, in some space there. Right, 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 right. Of course, of course. Of course. Of course. Where's that from again? From Endgame, Thor, and uh, that is Endgame, right? Right. Yeah, uh, Thor and Star Lord. Right, right. Oh yes, I'm. Yes, you're the captain, of course. Of course, of course, yes. Um. So yeah. So, so now, uh, one of the final scenes, uh, of the of the show, uh, is it before? No, is it before? So B fifteen hands him a Mobius a file. Hands Mobius a file. Uh, your file as requested, and it's basically all the information on Mobius's variant, mm-hmm. where he came from, and all of that. And then B-15's like, Mobius, come into the meeting, the war room. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Mobius is like, I'm quitting. That's it. He's I need to go see what I've been protecting all this time. I need to go out there and see it for myself. I'm out of here. I'm going to go live a life on the timeline or something like that. Right. And B-15, you know understands but like says to him if you ever want a place in there mm. you let me know yeah and considering mobius is confirmed for deadpool 3 he's coming he's gonna be back i see the thing is when he went back to go see what his life was he said i'm just i'm just gonna watch i think he knows now like he can't take because think about it like this Mike. you're taking away it's like in Multiverse of Madness with the Scarlet Witch, you're taking somebody else's, her, her like the other person's kids away. That's like another person's family. It might be a variant of the same person, but it's not the same person. But it's not the same person. So it's him going in there isn't going to do anything. It's just going to, you're he taking just, somebody else's place. He just wanted to see it. He just wanted to see what it was all about. It's not that he was going to go like like Brad did and with, you know, Zaniac crap. <laughs> you know, it's not like that, but he just wanted to know what he was, what he's protecting. Right. That's the, that was his main point, you know? And, and I think, and I think that basically, even though he's gone for the moment, mm-hmm. Mobius will be back at the TVA probably. He'll be back because he's such a fan favorite. He is. Well, that's true. People, people love him, you know? Um, and I think that's why we'll see Loki again too, at some point. Right. Um, but but yeah, then we see with Sylvie. We don't know what Sylvie's gonna do now. Now, now she's that's it. And I'd, I'd have to say her story arc has ended with revenge. I mean, that's I'm guessing she's going back to Oklahoma. I'd have to imagine. Or why is he here's the thing if she hates he who remains so much, why doesn't she help the TVA find and kill all of his variants? Because that's not she's not a team player. Yeah, think but of it she, like this 
she is not developed in the same way as Loki is. Mm-hmm. No, they're, they're, they're both supposed to be the same person. They're both Loki variants, or mm-hmm. she is a variant of him. Okay. She has not had the development, the character growth that he has had this season. Now, she's grown. No, she because, has. Because she's definitely in a different space now in this episode than she's been in all season. Right. He's still a much less mature Loki. She Loki's aren't team players, dude. It's not in their blood like that. No. You know, uh, we only have one Loki that is. <laughs> right. Loki's do not play well with others. Hence why Loki burdened with glorious purpose is sitting at the end of time alone. Makes sense. You know. Um and, and then, then oh yeah. We'll, we'll go, for it. go for it. No, I was gonna say, uh with Renslayer. That's what you beat me to it. Yeah. So she's now like close to the end of time. She's I think Eliath is still there, man. So I so I think Loki brought back Eliath. Makes sense. I to mean, to protect himself, because that's Loki, if anything. Well, yeah. And we see Renslayer, who we haven't seen, like, her legit self since episode four. Yeah. She got pruned. She's at the end of time. She realizes, like, holy shit, I'm fucked. Uh, but she's I mean, not she's, dead. And then dead. Yeah. there's purple lightning right in front of her. It's a Yeah. And I would imagine we probably will not see Renslayer again. Yeah, I don't know. And now here's here's one thing. I mean, I feel like they've ended it on such a good note with the show. Do you really think? I know there's speculation. Do you think there's a season three? I don't think there is. You think okay? So you think they're stopping it there? I think Loki has. I think this show was all about positioning Loki to be in the position he's in, mm-hmm. and get the TVA in the position it's in for the stretch run here to get to Kang Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think we're going to see Loki season three in the same way. I do think we'll see him again mm-hmm. because I think he's far too important to just sit on the sidelines now. Right. And not be involved somehow when the fight against the Kang dynasty eventually comes. Right. But I think for the moment, season three, I don't think it's happening. What about you? Well, no, I mean, I, I, as much as I'd love to see a season three, I mean, I speculated, I was like, Mike, we're going to get a season three, man. Like I said it, at, I said it at the beginning. I was like, "We're getting it," um, but honestly, the way that they ended it was like so perfect in my eyes. Like I was like, "This is like the this is a great way to end the show." Like I would leave this here and then just do whatever you want to do with Loki now. Like Loki had Loki basically had his arc. Like that was the that was the perfect way to end his arc. I I, I like honestly, it was great. You know, and if we never see Loki again. I would be satisfied with where the character ended up. I'd be satisfied with it. Now, I think we're going to see him again. We will, but yeah. I'm just glad. I think. I think the main point is I think they did good ending on this note. Right. I think that was. I think that was the better call. No post credit scene. That's you know I was surprised by that. Uh, but I think it's because we got one in the beginning of the show and it was like a quick you know thing. But like. I guess there was just nothing else to add to it. The only thing they could have added was maybe showing some He Who Remains Kang variants plotting again. But maybe. we saw that at the end of Quantum Mania. We don't we don't necessarily need to see that. Mm-hmm. And it's not as though there's another character in like it's not as though there was a character in Loki who's got like a movie coming up themselves that needs to get billed. Right. You know, so like, you know, if Sylvie were getting a, a movie or or Mobius were getting a TV show, then it's like, oh, let's do a post credit scene to set that up. But, like there was no reason to do that. No, the only thing I could think of is if you had a Deadpool teaser, maybe a Deadpool teaser, right? But you, that would have been cool. That got delayed today, right? I think so. July now. Mm. I mean, summer. It's, That's it's fine. the only MCU movie coming out next year, by the way. What about Captain America? Twenty twenty five February. Oh, they changed it. They changed. The, you're finding out this now. I haven't been paying attention, man. I haven't been yeah, looking. No, um, it came out earlier today. Um, uh, Captain America four, uh, February twenty twenty five, Thunderbolts, uh, May or July twenty twenty five, and Blade November twenty twenty five. That's ridiculous. So, here's here's something to think, Nick. There's going to be three MCU movies in the next two years combined. 
Well, time to go to DC. <laughs> After tonight, when we watch the Marvels, because we are seeing the Marvels in a little bit. I know, back to back for me. Feels good. Right. Because <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're supposed to go see the Marvels in like two hours. Um, yeah. So, no, no, that's what's happening. So, we're not going to see a, a movie until July next year. That's wild. I know, right? I mean, we have TV shows. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, Echo in January. What, what if, if might be coming out at Christmas? Out... Yeah, you, you said Christmas, right? What if is out at Christmas? Um, Daredevil. I mean, they're restarting from scratch, so no. Uh, Agatha. How happy are you about that? Um, maybe I'll like it. I don't really know. Uh, Agatha, Ironheart. What else next year? I don't know what else next year, but no Loki season three or anything like that. Miss Marvel 2, I don't even think they've gotten there yet. Do they know if Hawkeye's getting the second season? Hawkeye, I don't think I don't think they're doing the second season. Oh. Loki is the show that deserved a second season. Oh, absolutely. And it took full, full advantage of that second season. Oh, so I, I, I want to bring up a point too, mm-hmm. uh, as we continue to talk about this now. So over the last two years or so, everyone's been asking, who is the character in the MCU that broke the multiverse? You know, some thought it was Doctor Strange in No Way Home. Some thought it was Wanda in Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Some thought it was Sylvie at the end of season one. Some thought it was he who remains himself. And I think all along, it's been Loki. Loki's the one that broke the multiverse. Loki's the one by breaking the loom that sets the multiverse into full effect. So we have to believe that outside of time, because the Citadel, End of Time, and the TBA are all outside of time. Right. In that period outside of time where Loki destroys the loom, all of that happens to set in flight the the events of A No Way Home, the events of Multiverse of Madness, Mm -hmm. the events of of, uh, WandaVision, set all of that in effect. Hmm. Interesting. You know? Because remember, mean, he's outside of time, so he really doesn't have like a a place in the MCU continuity. It's kind of like you have you have the MCU timeline, and mm-hmm. then you have Loki all the way outside of the timeline. Yeah, he's been isn't he in the center? Technically, he would be at the center of it, right? Yeah, but not on the timeline. No, not on the timeline. It, it's more or less that the timeline is a circle, but the circle keeps growing and growing and growing. Right, right, right. And well, Loki is dead in the center of it. Because yeah. he's not on it. he's. We can't say, oh, well, uh, Loki season two takes place before the events of No Way Home. We don't know that. No, we don't. We don't know that. We don't know that. All we know is that, I mean, Mike, honestly, honestly, yeah, Mike. Well, no, here's the thing. It does in the sense that the events of Loki help the events of No Way Home happen. Yeah, because... Because in order for Doctor Strange's spell to break open the multiverse, there needs to be a multiverse to be broken open. Right, because it makes sense why Loki... Loki Season 1 started right after Endgame. Right after Loki Season 1 happened, Loki Season 2 starts right off. Right. So it makes complete sense that Loki Season 1 and 2 are before any other Phase 4 or Phase 5 project. Well, just remember this. It's outside time. It's outside time, yes. So when Loki's doing something there, think of it like this. If something happens at the TVA that affects the timeline, mm-hmm. it affects everything from the beginning of the timeline. Right. It, it, even though in our canonical MCU world, we would say, oh, well, it happened before No Way Home. In right. actuality, when Loki breaks open the multiverse. Right. And... He finishes off his story here in season two. The ripple effects of that start at the beginning of the timeline because now other branches can form. Right, right. No. So in in a way, it's before everything. The TVA is almost like before absolutely everything. Right, right. You know? So. Oh, oh man. Well, we'll have more to discuss tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I know. This isn't even it for us. We're going to be on tomorrow with the Marvels. Nick, I mean, dude, any final thoughts? 
I think I said my piece with it. Honestly, a perfect way to end. Oh, well, okay. Uh, well, I said we were going to address this. I forgot about this. Oh, okay. But finish what you were saying first. Sorry. I no, perfect, perfect way to end the show. Perfect way to end Loki's arc. I'm very satisfied. So I agree with you on all of that. Absolutely. But here's the thing I wanted to talk about. Where does Loki rank among Marvel shows in general? In general? In general. Because, all right, I think me and you both concur. Look, Loki clears all the other MCU shows, and it's really not even close. All the all the Disney Plus ones. Are all good. the Disney Plus shows. Out of all, now, out of all of them in general? Oh, I mean, Daredevil's still better. Out of in the ones in general, I'd have to go with it'd be Loki, Moon Knight, Agents of Shield, uh, Daredevil, and what's another one I could put on there? Mm, maybe what if? What if? Yeah, those are like my probably my top five. In, in that general. order? Not in that order. Okay. Not in that order. Just in general, those are those are the ones. If I'm giving you a top five now, Daredevil one. Loki, God, Loki is probably three. Agents of Shield two. Mm-hmm. Um, well, gotta remember, you know, Agents of Shield has more seasons, right? Um, and then yeah, after that, I mean, you know, Punisher. Um, I wasn't big on the Defenders, so you know, Luke mm-hmm. Cage, Iron Fist. I not, I haven't actually even seen Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. You know, Loki's up there, dude. I mean, it, how can it not be at this point? Yeah, no, he he is. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston. I mean, he's just so damn good, man. He is a great actor. You know, he's great. <gasps> so, but yeah, that's gonna do it here uh, for Loki season two. Uh, so we got the Marvels tonight. We're gonna be seeing that in less than two hours. As yep. a matter of fact, as soon as I'm done with this recording, uh, I'm literally running to Nick's house to pick him up. So yep. <laughs> we're going to the theater. Woohoo! <laughs> Yahoo! Another great movie of the year. Yeah, another great movie this year, Super Mario Bros. Um, so yeah, I think that's about that, that about does that's it. gonna do it for us here, for both of us here at the MN Marvel Mania podcast. I've been Mike. And I've been Nick. And we will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Take care, everyone.